Hello and welcome to the Amplifier Podcast, the show where the best in business discuss how you can grow your business best. I'm Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and this time we have got part one of a two-part conversation with John Checky. John is a longtime certified financial planner, founder of Checky Financial, and author of Spend Time, Not Money. He is dedicated to assisting people with having as much fun as possible in life while growing their retirement savings in a smart and effective manner. And on this episode, he speaks with our host, Don Cooper, about some of his recommendations for dealing with a personal loss in your life. And in his second episode, dives deeper into forming proper habits to help with an entrepreneurial mindset. So make sure you check out that episode and subscribe so you never miss any in the future. But with all that said, I truly do hope that you enjoy this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. Now, please take it away, Don. You know, John, you're a, you're a financial advisor, 30 plus years experience with your clients. What I found interesting is that you've got like 13 degrees and in certifications, including you're a Patty Dive Master, you're a black belt in Taekwondo, and you're an author of a book called Spend Time, Save Money that's available on Amazon. And so... Welcome to the show, John. <laughs> it's my distinct pleasure to be talking not only to the great camera, but to actually be talking to somebody in another country. It reminds me of when I was giving a seminar on, of all things, retirement planning, because really I'm a poet philosopher who happens to earn his living as a financial advisor. Who would have thought you could actually make a living doing your hobby, which is how to learn how to have fun and still have money. But I'd like to tell you the beginning of where that happened, just to give my defining moment, if I could, very quickly. A mob came in our bedroom one day and said, another mob hit. And this time they got your father's boss, Uncle Willie. How did that affect my family? Suddenly we went from being affluent folks who, with all due respect to law-abiding citizens, had a great life hanging out, not in my case, but in my dad's case, hanging out in gambling joints, making sure things worked well, making sure the money was counted properly, to going back to being a spot welder. His income dropped from $250 a week, which was a lot of money way back in 1951, to $50 a week. Doesn't improve your personality, your lifestyle, or anything else. But my brother's in the Hall of Fame of the Equitable Life Insurance Association, and I've been an entrepreneur most of my life also. And just like Don, we're in Genius Network and a bunch of other places that you have to, one, qualify for, and two, pay a lot of money to go to the meetings on a regular basis because it costs that much to go there. And they don't let stupid people in. So barely, at least in my case, I was lucky enough at one time to be bright enough to get accepted to various things. But what do you do when you have a problem? How do you handle loss? And without going into all the amazing opportunities I've had to learn what it's like to have loss, if you can think of one, I've had just about every one with the exception of a major life-threatening disease. I used to tell people, first thing you need to do is get some help and slow down and instead say, the best thing to do when you have a problem, when you have a loss, is to start out taking a big, deep, refreshing breath, holding it for a moment or two, and then letting it out. And with any kind of luck, it'll kind of slow it down a little bit. You'll feel a lot better about what's going on around you, unless, of course, your seat is on fire. In that case, get the heck out of there. So you have to be both practical and, and abstract in terms of doing stuff. In terms of the getting help when you have a problem, 
contrary to popular belief, just about anything that's ever happened to you or me has happened to a gazillion other people at this time. Right now, most of us are suffering from something I call COVID brain. I say that because just today we're doing a client review. Our client was really upset with us. He'd been a client for 15 glorious years and still is. But when we did a little turnaround within one of his portfolios, which didn't cost him anything, somehow the computer system couldn't properly account for a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Now we could kind of find it after we hit three buttons to get there, but it didn't report like it used to report. Also, we've discovered that other guys in the office, which seems like only one person get mail a day in our office now, meaning the post office has got a new sorting project where we get one person per mailbox per day. That never happened in the history of the universe before and then postage has not gone down. Why do I recommend getting help? There are people who are actually skilled, have empathy and the like. Earlier, Don was talking to me about his amazing business, which helps folks basically build better teams, define their process more efficiently and help them solve problems. And he has what he con considers businesses that don't really relate to many other businesses unless you have a pipe pressure problem or need some new innovations. And yet he's discovered in his premature old age of 48, having kids that are almost full grown, that business is business, meaning that certain systems, team building, the like, apply to just about everything. You're going to find that when you have a loss, just like I found, there are a whole bunch of people. One, who normally suffered that same loss themselves. And two, have a much more warm empathy toward things. Because traditionally, when you lose a spouse or a child, I've had both those experiences, everybody gives you two weeks to grieve and then... You're supposed to be fully recovered and fully operational again. And that brass band that's going on up in your head suddenly is supposed to just go away. And if you go to places where you used to go and have experiences that you used to have, it's not supposed to trigger a response. I'm here to tell you, you never really get over that stuff. You just learn to live with it. And just like being five and a half feet tall, wanting to be a professional basketball player, very quickly realizing that it makes everybody else laugh. And I, I don't even know why that is. But I took it seriously, built a basketball court in my backyard, took my thousand shots a day, worked down like crazy, and never could dunk a basketball without standing on a ladder. So we'll have to realize that eventually you just have to realize that this is and that ain't. Another thing I recommend to folks is to go take a walk. Now, if you're physically capable of taking a walk, you're going to find, especially if you walk outside, I like walking outside. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll see a lot of shots of flowers, waterfalls, beautiful buildings, occasionally a really cool car because I like cars too. Love people like cars. Why is that? It's good to find out how your neighborhood's going. Why is that? If there's a problem within your neighborhood, eventually it's going to crawl over to your home as well. So let's make sure that our neighbors are healthy enough to get their lawn done healthy enough to actually have their house that's in good repair. We live in a nice neighborhood, just like you probably do. And our clients are amazing people. One guy was so smart that the Japanese company loaned him $100,000 to start his company so he could sell stuff to them. I can't imagine how smart you'd have to be for anybody from a foreign country who has, has a completely unique philosophy, much like yours isn't, 
and having grown up in Germany in his case and talking to some Japanese business people in their case. And that's a true story. And I met his family at their 50th wedding anniversary. Sadly, not his first marriage, not her first marriage either. They had a family that was so pretty that my wife, who looks like Marilyn Monroe, which fascinated them, and she did it without surgery, with the prettiest family I had ever seen in my life, except on television. I mean, they were just absolutely amazing people who was coaching a football team, who was an amazing scientist, and just, and they couldn't have been any nicer. I'll tell you what I mean by that in English. I'm a big fan of watching racehorses because last year on a wild hair, I bought five shares of myracehorse.com. Not for any economic reasons. You never get your money back from that stuff. And just happened to pick the horse authentic. Well, it turns out that authentic also won the Kentucky Derby and the Breeders' Cup and came very close to winning the Preakness. Did I get, and my wife's first question was, how much money do we get from that? I said, well, we'll be lucky to get back our thousand dollars that we put in it, but it was great fun to watch the horse and, and it gives you a different perspective. What's the point of all that? Occasionally you're gonna take a wild hair, but know your neighbors, know your environment. Another thing that happens when you have a loss and the average person in the United States gained somewhere between 38 and 41 pounds during the pandemic. Now, I cannot relate to this, but I have seen it. Because a couple of nights ago, we went to the Jaguar Owners Association of North Texas membership meeting. Wonderful bunch of people. If you ever get to go with the Jaguar Club somewhere, they are the most fun bunch of people there. And, and God knows most of us are old because you can't be young and drive a Jaguar at the same time. I'm not sure why that is, but it could be economic. <laughs> at any rate, almost everybody, with the exception of my wife and I, must have been wearing bigger pants and dresses than they used to. Just about everybody had looked a little different than they used to look before I, yeah, for that night last year. So eating sensibly is a big deal when you suffer a loss because a lot of people, I don't know why, but a lot of people will either eat or drink compulsively when they have angst. I'm here to tell you from personal experience, eating too much and drinking too much is not gonna solve anything other than you having to go visit your doctor. I know this is true because we've been preaching to people for at least 30 something years about proper health and nutrition. I'm only 73, but I'm lucky enough to have lots of energy because I wanted to have lots of energy when I was 12 and I started taking steps to go do that. Another thing that's gonna happen, when you suffer loss, you're gonna be angry. Why is that? I have owned this amazing cup that you can't even see thanks to the miracle of Zoom. But I've had this amazing cup that someone gave me 26 years ago. If I lost that cup, I would feel a sense of loss, which is laughable because I have no cost basis in it, but I've just had it for 26 years. It has my initials on it. I'm used to having it. I'm used to having to pick up a heavy, heavy mug to go have a drink of water. If I didn't have the heavy mug, I would feel lost. So when you lose a spouse or your ability to go to your favorite restaurant or bar or just anywhere, or when you go on an airplane, you have to wear a mask, have had the experience, it's just like being in jail, except someone sitting right next to you and you're trying to figure out who gets to use the armrest. <laughs> so that being the case, another thing that a lot of folks will do is watch comedies. Now, I'm sad to say that on Facebook, even the really smartest people I know are always begging for a new series to watch they can binge watch through a weekend. I have watched as many as three episodes of something at once, I'll confess that out loud, but I'm not a fan of it. I like to go on YouTube and do research. 
there's a ton of information on YouTube that's actually very valuable. Another thing you're going to feel when we have loss is what? We're lost. We can't go the places we used to go, talk to the people we used to talk to, hug our grandchildren, and that's the biggest tragedy for old people. And for old people who crave social intercourse, and I mean that literally just being together, it has been a very odd time. So every single person listening to this or watching this is suffering from loss. And you may have noticed that even if you're young, you walk in another room thinking, so why am I in here? You might have also noticed that when the restaurants finally open up in your neighborhood, it's wall to wall people. And you'll also notice, thanks to the miracle of some stimulus checks that are going out to some people, that it's harder and harder and harder to find folks who work in restaurants. Now, personally, my mom spent her whole career in restaurants, flourished with it eventually, thanks to her smart alky personality, which is one of the places I got mine from. She got some of the worst jobs ever at four feet, 10 inches tall, trying to pick up stuff. Eventually, she managed the, the grill part of the crow's nest. If you're ever in Hackensack, New Jersey, in the United States, go visit that. They have some of the best lobster that you've ever tasted in your life. And I asked them, how'd you do that? They said, well, the guy that owns this now also owns a fish company. So literally, they just go out, they get it, boom, it's nice and fresh. My wife discovered why in Texas you have to Broil a lobster, spice it all up, and what have you. When we went to Maine, she discovered they could cook it that way, but they have no idea we want it that way, lady. Because you just boil it, put butter next to it, it tastes a lot better than that crap they give you down in Texas. Sorry. Although my former fish importing guy claims to get the freshest fish here, I'm here to tell you there's nothing fresher than being in either Boston or in even Bar Harbor. That's Bar Harbor, as far as yeah, one of my uh, one of my favorite places to go um, is St. John, New Brunswick, and they've got uh, they've got a fish place right on the wharf. And I think it's called Granyans, and uh, that you literally see them take the lobster out of the water and into the restaurant. <laughs> and literally, you see it, and then you pick the lobster, and it's brand new, and. And, and and they got a really great dish there, and it's called the lazy lobster. Oh yeah, my wife loves that. Go ahead and explain what that is to folks. Well, the lazy lobster, it's you know, in this case, it's two full lobsters, and the restaurant or the kitchen totally declaws it and just brings you out this big bowl of steaming hot fresh lobster. You don't have to work for it; you just gotta eat it. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with or find out any more about what both Don and John do, then you can do so at any point in time by following the links in this episode's description. Make sure you leave a five-star rating on this show. It truly does help us out a lot. But with all that said, I truly do hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Amplifier Podcast, and we cannot wait to see you next time.